I'll remind him to turn it back on. <coughs> All right, you want to do a thing? Let's do a thing. Hi. Welcome to Red Raccoon Radio Nights. <laughs> I was so, not expecting you to do that. Yeah, this finally. <laughs> We've talked about having just weird random episodes every once in a while. And, you know, today, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you, Jamie is a fan of you fans because I went to him and said, hey. Let's just hang out tonight. We were supposed to do trivia, and we I, I said, let's just, like, two guys hanging out, like, playing video games, watching something, just relax, because obviously this week has been very stressful for Jamie, because he's been doing something called inventory. Inventory sucks. Inventory sucks. It's true. And, um... Two and a half days of nothing but counting. And counting doesn't seem like it should be a big deal. But counting is tiring. Counting is... Especially when you're just staring at the screen. We, we have to do it in two-person teams. One person has got the, the barcode scanner and is just scanning everything and beep, 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 beep. And the other person's got to watch to make sure that the beeping is happening, that it works correctly. And it's just... It's boring. It's monotonous. It's, it's, it's tiring. It's, it's tiring on your eyes. And it's just... And uh, if we weren't legally bound to do it, we wouldn't do it. That's fair. That's honesty coming from your local game store owner. <laughs> but anyways, I said, "Hey, let's uh, let's not do a podcast. Let's just relax." And he said, "No." I said, "Let's not. Let's not do trivia. Let's just relax." And he's like, "You know what? This was a podcast week. Let's do a podcast for the people, for you, the fans." And so I said, "You know what? If that's the case, we're gonna do it right, and it's gonna be a night's episode." I don't remember this much drama. You know, sometimes a narrative <laughs> just comes to you after the story is done. Like you, okay, embellishment okay, okay. is is how history is made. Do you really think that George Washington was upon a horse leading every single battle in, in the uh, Revolution War? No. But do we have them in every picture of them? Absolutely. Mm, embellishment. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'm, I'm with you. I see what the rock is cooking. That's fair. So, Wait, uh, smell. You can see what the rock is cooking too. If maybe you're not in the room, he's in the kitchen. You know, I would love. Unless John Cena's there, and he's like, "Can't see me, can't see me." Now I just want to do like a Thanksgiving episode of some WWE where it's just all of them. No one wrestles. It's just all of them like in a house cooking, kind of like the Christmas episode of Ted Lasso. That's what I want to see. Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, has a podcast podcast that he does. And I've been getting clips popping up. Like there was a clip that just popped up, I don't know, the other day. And it was him with The Undertaker. <gasps> yeah. It was, it's just funny. And they were like, you know, just like rapid fire rounds. Like, what do you think of all these different wrestlers and stuff like that? It was it was pretty fun. Interesting. Yeah. In my 20s, um, we had a period of time where we were at a roommate and we were both fairly broke. And so we decided that cable was too expensive when we were going to pay for it so all we could get was um fox 32 out of uh or fox out of uh peoria 
on our antenna, and we had to watch whatever was on Fox. And there was a lot of wrestling on Fox. A lot of Seinfeld, Simpsons, and Fox. For those of you of a younger generation, you might not remember, but uh, there was a time period where TV just didn't magically come to your house. Uh, You had to have a (laughs) large-scale device that... Uh, you had to point in specific directions to get specific stations. Yeah. Um, and it was always usually the youngest person's responsibility to go up to the TV and turn the dial that would then turn the giant metal antenna around to hopefully get the station in. Well, that's view. only if you were fancy enough to have an electric turner. Oh, was I part of a, a upper middle class family? You were oh, part I had of no the idea. I thought I was a standard. My dad's dial was he would say, Go out there and turn it. And so we had markings on it because our antenna was outside of the back door of the house. And either my brother and I would have to go out there and dad had figured out like the optimal position to pick up various like we're going to pick up Chicago or we're going to pick up Champagne or wherever. And uh, what are we watching? I had to go out there and turn it like turn it around to get the CBS out of uh, Champagne or aim it at Chicago. Pick up Channel 66 to watch the Star Trek animated cartoon or uh, Voltron, Voltron, or the Jackson Five cartoon on Saturday mornings. That's fair. Yeah. So no, no automated electric one. It was a uh, Jamie Power or Philip Power. That's, <laughs> that's what that was. Well, uh, in case you haven't noticed, a Red Raccoon Radio Nights is a little different than a normal podcast. This is very much going to be a bit more of a uh, open forum for us because oh, yeah. uh, we are we're sitting in Jamie's house. We're not at the store. We're just kind of enjoying ourselves. And so I did want to give us a little bit of structure. Okay, okay. So I sent uh, a message to Jamie saying, hey, for if we're going to do this, let's have a list of the 10 things that is geeky, nerdy, interesting that we're looking forward to in 2024. Movies, games, books, video games, the works. I failed. And Jamie, uh, of course, did exactly what I assumed he would do. I actually built a list in case Jamie did not have one in time. Uh, at least to get him started. But uh, we did delay this recording long enough for him to compile a few things for us. Which well, is nice. I mean, when you got here, my movies list was already like 17 things long. It's true. Originally, I said we'll just do five things. And then I started figuring out how much is going to be happening in 2024. And yeah, yeah, I changed I, we were like at least a 10. I literally have 13 things on my list because I just couldn't stop. Well, there's a lot of really good movies there's coming up. So many good things coming up. Yeah, there's, okay. I was just looking, and, and a lot of them, most of them I knew were in production, and I'd seen some early trailers for, but I didn't realize they were all happening this year. But there was a couple of things that I was looking through, I didn't even know this was me in May. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got a couple of uh, surprise things on my movies list, and then a couple of uh, surprise things on my TV shows list, too, that I okay. didn't know were coming out. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get started. All right, where, uh, do, you, now, where do you want to start? You want to, you want to stick in a genre, or you just want to talk about themes, or how do you want to do it? I think we should just, it, it's a Nights episode, Jamie. Okay. We do what we well, want, how we want. because I am having a beer. Uh, uh, this episode sponsored by <laughs> Fat Tire. Uh, at least on the Jamie, John's got a glass of water, but yes. I'm having a beer, because it was a lot of counting. The, uh, uh, the Lord granted me something called a fatty liver, so I don't get to partake in such frivolities. But uh, Jamie is, slowly as this podcast goes, might uh, be a little different of a person than you're used to. So, so we'll find out. Uh, can I tell a story? Of course, Jamie. So It's a night's episode. In my 20s, many, many things happened that we cannot say on a family-friendly podcast. However, 
uh, one of the things I can say is I took a job in Denver and I packed up all my stuff. I was living here in Bloomington and I packed up all my stuff and I moved to Denver. And um, I was in the Army National Guard at the time, so I had to transfer transfer out to the Colorado units, transfer out there and randomly run into a guy I knew from high school. And are we having a technical problem? No, we're good. Okay, okay, just want to check. So I ran into a guy I knew from high school who had transferred out there because he was going to University of Colorado Boulder. And so uh, we we start meeting up and everything because neither of us really knew anybody. So he invites me up and I drive to Boulder and we're going to go to a college party. And we get there and my college experience with beer was... Natty Light or Bush Light Draft or Keystone or whatever the cheapest beer that we could get was. So we drank whatever the cheapest beer that we could get was. Whatever was on sale, wherever it was, that's what we were drinking. Well, when we get to this party in Boulder, the way that they did college parties there was they filled up the bathtub bathtub full of ice and they drank microbrews. And that was the first time I'd ever had fat tire. Was that? And I'm like, that's when I knew that University of Colorado Boulder was for the rich kids mm. because even back then fat tire was not an inexpensive beer and that was just like they filled a full entire bathtub full of Natty Light and Breckenridge Brewing was the other one too so random story still love fat tire that's the type of story we talk about on nights <laughs> you gonna do that the entire podcast possibly <laughs> I don't get to do it often so I'm just throwing it out there all right Right. Yep. Okay. So, uh, give me. So, I'm. My list is in no particular order. It's more okay. just the order that I found things interesting. Um, so, yeah. Just go ahead, Jamie. What's one on your list? Throw it out there. So, probably the movie that I am the single most excited about is Dune Two. I had that. That is number one on my things. Jamie must be looking forward to in 2024 list that yes. I had as a backup for you. Yes. I I am a big fan of the Dune series. We've talked about it before. We rented out of theater to see the first part one. I remember. We're going to run out of theater for part two. Uh, of I'm course. In negotiations with um, to find out what the pricing is going to be and stuff like that. So those tickets and those announcements will be on sale because I, the movie drops in March. Uh, I don't know, first or second week of March. So we'll get the tickets out on sale fairly quickly for that. Uh, so Dune 2. Looking forward to that one significantly. That's that's really high on my list. So I know that we talked about Dune coming, and we know we talked about how much of a fan that you've been of the board games that have been released. Yeah. But, um, Jamie, what is what is your actual feelings about the first Dune movie? Are you excited about the second one? Is it what you always hoped for? How do you feel? You know what? Oh. It was it was good. It was a it was a different take, right? I grew up in the 1984 Peter Lynch version. Uh, not not Peter Lynch, David Lynch. Um, and it was it's it was a good movie. I enjoyed it quite a bit. But then I saw that one. Then I read the book later, right? Mm-hmm. Because the movie came out at 84. I was nine. Um, and then I read the book later when I got to high school. And they're they're different. They're quite a bit different. In, in the interpretations of it. And there's all kinds of documentaries you can read about why the David Lynch version is, is so different. Um, and if you watch other David Lynch stuff, you go, he's, he's kind of an interesting dude all by himself, right? Yep. He, he inspired people, though. He did. He did. 
And so this Dune movie was a lot closer to the book, and I enjoyed that a lot. I liked most of the casting. Um, didn't like all the casting. I enjoyed most of the casting. The only person I really didn't think fit correctly was Jason Momoa. <gasps> That's yeah. a hot take. That I is know. a hot take. I know. And I like Momoa. Of I course. like a lot of the stuff he's in there. Yeah. I just didn't feel like he fit. As Duncan Idaho. Into this the movie, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll, you know, and, and we'll see if uh, he pops back up or not because... In the book, he would have, but in the movies, is he dead? I don't know. He kind of went down in flames in that big fight with the uh, um, the Emperor's Guard. So He shows up in the second half? I thought he died there. Yeah, I don't know. Because he shows up later in the books. Spoilers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So is he gonna, where, where is he going to pop in? But, well, the second, this, so this second part is a little bit of the next book, too. Oh, I didn't know that, that. Yeah, that's what everybody's talking about, is it's going to be the end of the first book and go into a little bit of, of the second book. So we'll see. I don't know where this is going to end. Cause they're already talking about Dune 3. I didn't think he came back until, like, book four-ish. I don't remember where they all are. I, mean, I don't want to I haven't spoilers. read all of them since high school. I did just recently reread the first one. Okay. So, and uh, it's, it's still great. I will tell you... Um, Timothy Shamalay did not do it for me. Yeah. That is my hot take. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I, I always thought, you know, Paul Atreides was... I'm sorry, I just hit the mic if I just deafened people. Um, I thought Paul Atreides was, while mystical and kind of ethereal, which Shyamalan can definitely do. That is within his wheelhouse. I always saw him as kind of this more imposing figure, and that... The man who's playing Wonka does not give me that feeling of just uh, relaxation. So also uh, not part relaxation, of being in but the like, kitchen um, uh, in Jamie's uh, dining room involves Kelly walking around too. What are you asking me for? Your phone is for Monopoly. No, because I'm using it for notes. <laughs> Monopoly Go is an addiction that's happening in the Matthew household, apparently. Uh, I, I witnessed some of it spread. I would say it's mostly an addiction um, with Kelly and friends, and I play enough to be able to feed her stickers and things that she needs for her game. Kelly's, what she's looking forward to in 2024 is definitely Monopoly Go at this point. I no, think. Kelly has a movie that is on my list that will be the must-see Kelly movie of 2024 as well. Kelly, would you like to talk a little bit about this movie? Would you like to join us for just like a hot second? You can just lean in over here. Yeah, you just use that mic. remember the trailer that I showed you about the movie coming out? What's your favorite movie of all time that's getting a sequel this year? That involved Helen Hunt. Oh, I did. Twister! Twister! You yes. You gotta lean in yes. a little bit. Twister. Yes. Yeah, Twisters. The sequel will be called Twisters. And that's supposed to come out in, uh, I think, August. Yeah, but they've ruined it. They took the they took the ride away from Universal Studios. Well, but that doesn't ruin the new movie coming out. A little bit. Oh, hot take from Kelly. Um, Twister was a fantastic movie. I remember watching it at a drive-in theater and a storm rolled in oh, and it was be, terrifying. Yeah. That yeah. could be bad. It was. Yeah. It wasn't great. You know, uh, so when we went from DVDs to Blu-ray mm-hmm. in, in the Matthew household, 
the Blu-ray player at the time, the best Blu-ray player in the market was this thing called a PlayStation 3. I've heard of them. And so I got a PlayStation 3, and I got some looks about why did I spend the money on a PlayStation 3. And I said, I got a movie for you, and I got Twister. Because at this time, she had this worn-out VHS copy that scanned and overscanned. It had been watched so many times that I think it was becoming transparent. Interesting. And we got Twister, and we put it on, and, uh, we, you know... I had, I don't know if I've told this story or not before, but I had, um, I there was a, seri- a chain of stores in Chicago called The Tweeters. The Tweeter was like your high-end home theater systems and everything mm-hmm. like that. And they were all over Chicago. And the, the, the um, amphitheater in Stanley Park used to be called The Tweeter Center for a while. And Tweeter went out of business. And um, I didn't know this. I, Kelly's mom's in the West Suburbs. We'd go up there. And I would go check out the Tweeter place. And I could never afford stuff, but I just liked the look. Of right? course, you dream. Yeah, and I went in there, and I walked in, and, like, half the lights were out. And I'm like, well, I'm looking around, like, what is going on here? There's one dude, and, like, everything's in a disarray. And he's just like, he's like, can I help you? I'm like, I, I don't know. I was just coming to look at stuff. And he's like, no, Tweeter's closed. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll go. He's just like, well, what are you looking for? I'm like, I don't know. I just like to look at stuff, and someday I'm going to build a home theater. He's like, I'm the liquidator. I can make you a deal. So I built a home theater and everything in the home theater that I have is like 12 cents on the dollar. I could never have afforded any of this stuff if I'd had to pay full price. This guy cut me a crazy deal on like clip speakers and the whole nine yards. So when we put Twister in, our whole house shakes. (laughs) The subwoofer hits in our whole house shakes. And Kelly um, didn't understand at the time that one of the big differences between VHS and, and Blu-ray, I mean, obviously you get a better picture, but it was multi-channel audio because VHS only had six-channel audio and Blu-ray has 30, mm-hmm. I think, um, 32 maybe. And she had, I had to keep pausing it because she's like, I've seen this movie a hundred times and I've never heard the song in the movie before. And it's because it was in the theatrical release, but when they put it on VHS, they had to cut those channels out. So... That's, that. when, that's, when, that. that's when Kelly learned about um, sound as a serious component to movies. And here it is, the sequel after wow, that, 20 Twister's years? Twister's like 96? Yeah. Something like that? Oh. So, yeah. We're 30 towards years? 30 years. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't need that. Didn't yeah. need that today. Yeah, well, and it, you know, there, I mean, obviously the new one we're going to be missing um, Bill Paxton out of it, right? Because he passed a few years ago, so. R.I.P. That part sucks, so. It's true, but um, it really he he was good in the movie. He didn't make the movie. Like the the twister itself was the main star. Helen yeah. Hunt was good, but yeah, yeah. C. Phil uh, Philip uh, C. Philip Hoffman. Is that how you say Seymour Philip Hoffman. Now you've got me saying it wrong. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour there. Hoffman. Yeah, because yeah. he's dusty. He's like the extreme man. The extreme. <laughs> like whoa! Did you see that? He's like the pothead of the crew. He is. Um. I'm going to bring a, a little bit more up to date in my, I, I guess I get two selections now. Okay. Okay. Right. What do you got? So, first up is Ballerina. Oh, the spinoff to the John Wick movies. You are correct. For those it of you that. was on my list. Okay. Awesome. Yes. So for those of you that don't know, John Wick 4 has come out. I still have not watched John Wick 4. I need to. It's on my list. I think I'm going to rewatch all of them. Uh, my birthday's coming up. I'm going to be gone for the weekend. It's on my list to do. Okay. But Ballerina is going to be taking place in the same universe. Yes. It's, I believe, supposed to be part of the Russian 
uh, mob that originally John Wick is from that we get to see in the... It's in part three. It's in part three. When he goes to Angelica Huston. Correct. Uh, Houston. Huston. Yes. Houston. Houston. And uh, it's going to star Anna D. Armas. And I have just thought she has been a spectacular actress across the board. I don't even know what else she's in. Uh, so she was in uh, the newest Blade Runner movie. Okay. She was the... Yes. She was the AI. Um oh. Okay. Yep. She was in a actually a decent Apple TV movie called Ghosted. Okay. Um what now you're gonna make me look this up because yeah, I know that she's up, been Okay. But anyways, she's been in some great stuff. And okay. she's a great actress. I think she's gonna go places. Okay. Uh oh, she was in the Marilyn Monroe uh, biopic. She played Marilyn Monroe. Oh. So okay. she's done she's she's got range, she's done action, she's done a little I don't think she's done comedy yet. Okay. But um but well, I think this is probably not gonna be a comedy. There's some funny moments, but you're but, right. It's yeah, not going to be comedy. funny. Yeah. It's going to be like, did you see how that guy got his face shot off? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of funny and people getting their face shot off, though, thank you for that great segue <laughs> okay. for my number two, which is Deadpool 3. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's on my list, too. That's yes. the first one on the list, actually. Because I believe that the Marvel Universe needs a reset. And I think that so many people think that reset needs to be okay, we need to reset the universe, like get a new Captain America, get a new Iron Man. Like let's, let's go through it all loops again. Cause that's what we do in comics often. Yeah. I think though, what the Marvel cinematic universe needs is a time to just be fun again. We saw it a little bit with She-Hulk and it was one of the best Marvel TV shows that have yeah. come out. Um, a little bit in, in Hawkeye too. A little bit in Hawkeye. Loki was fun, but it wasn't fun. Like, enjoyable fun it was it yeah, was the most recent season was a lot more a lot more serious exactly a lot more serious and they did there was a lot of more wacky hijinks that happened in the first season but i believe that ryan reynolds would have not brought deadpool over unless he got the full creative rights that he would need to make the movie he wants and we have seen that deadpool one and two were breaths of fresh air yeah. to the movie genre to the superhero genre and the the one rumor that i Pray is true because I feel like it is just the culmination of so many things. Is that we are going to have Taylor Swift come into this movie and play Dazzler? Oh, I hadn't heard that rumor. That would be interesting. She hasn't been in a movie at all, has she? Uh, only her own. Well, well, she's been doing the concerts. Yeah. Um, but I th that would be the completion of Taylor Swift takes over the universe. I think so. At that point, that's the all the she's Infinity Stones, over the NFL, right? right? Yeah, she just owns the NFL at this point. Uh, the Swifties will then flock to this movie once that if that happens and the info gets out. Well, but, she's friends with Ryan's Reynolds, Ryan, yeah, Ryan Reynolds, right? And his wife, yeah. like their kids, didn't even know that Taylor Swift was famous for a long time because that was Aunt Tay Tay or whatever they call her. So. They've been friends for a while. They're, while Deadpool was filming, they were seen together at like a Wrexham game, the the, the team that Ryan Reynolds owns. Yeah. Um, so there's been a lot of speculation they were all rumor. together with um, the guy from Always Sunny Philadelphia at like a Jets the, game or something. Oh, was it the Jets game? They weren't at a Wrexham game. You're right. Yeah, it was a it Jets was game. Taylor with Reynolds' wife. No, uh, with uh, his wife. Um, yes. The guy from Sunny. I can't remember. What's his name? I have no idea. I don't know. Okay. Um, it was with his wife, Ryan Reynolds is uh, married to Blake Lively, Lively. and yep. she was not there. So it was, it was uh, 
whatever that guy's name is. So it's a great podcast when we can't think of the guy's name. Yep. Everybody perfect. knows who we're talking about. The guy yeah, from you, Sunny Philadelphia. You know the guy. He owns the Wrexham The other half team. of it, yeah. 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 So there's been there's been rumors. We have if not you seen watched the Wrexham documentary docuseries. It's worth it. You should really? Watch it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Huh. Yeah. It's really more about the town and the impacts of them changing the team ownership and everything and all the changes to the life of the people who live there than it is about Ryan Reynolds and superstars. I'll have to check it's out. It's more about soccer, football, whatever whichever term you prefer to use. And the people who lived there. And it's really good. I'll never forget in Ted Lasso, they make a joke that Ryan Reynolds called and asked for something. But Higgins didn't know if it was a joke or not because it was Ryan Reynolds. He, he was unsure of what was real and what wasn't. I love so Higgins. He's, he was a Leslie fantastic Higgins. character. Still rumors that we're going to get a, a sequel to that show. But we haven't we haven't got any confirmations yet. Okay. Yeah, Deadpool's going to be great. Deadpool's going to be great. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Have you been watching all the crazy like Twitter comments, all the little like 30-second things they just keep dropping everywhere of him and Hugh Jackman just messing around? Yep, it's going to be so good. All right, tell me about something. I'm going to go two superhero movies. Let's do it. I'm going to do, because they're both in the Spider-Man universe. Oh, oh, really? Yes. Oh, wait, three, three movies this year. In 2024, in the Spider-Man universe. That you're looking forward to. Let's be clear here. You. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. let's hear it. So, let's hear it. Because um, I, I think I might have some disagreeing arguments here with you. Okay, well, so the last one, Morbius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. It had some great parts. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of meandered and it didn't really, it, it didn't bring you in. Right? Horrible misuse of Matt Smith. That's just what I'm saying. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 exactly. So... Three movies, Madam Web. Mm. Okay, that's the one that's kind of questionable, but I watched the trailer the other day. It looks like it could be interesting, right? Craven, which mm. Craven, I'm really kind of digging how they're doing this, the trailer with Craven too, right? So you got to have the Craven movie before you do Craven versus Spidey, because that was always one of the great matchups in both in the comics and in the cartoons. I, I won't argue with that. Spoilers for the new Spider-Man game. Also a great uh, villain in that as well. Haven't, haven't got to that. Finally beat Spider-Man 1. It's about time. I'm on to Miles Morales. It's... Then I got to do Spider-Man 2. Then we got Miles Morales 2 coming out too. We'll, uh, we'll come out uh, in like 2027 and we'll hear what you think of Miles Morales. So <laughs> Probably so. Yeah. Probably so. Um, and then uh, Venom 3. Okay, so Venom 3, I'm, I'm willing to give you there. Okay. The other two movies, I don't know if I can support you. This might be a hill you stand alone on, my friend. Uh, you know what? I, I don't care. Fair. I don't care. That's I, fair. I am going to have a good time watching them regardless. I think my problem with Madam Web is I originally knew Madam Web because of the Spider-Man animated TV show. Okay. Where she is played as an elderly woman woman with clairvoyant powers and some teleportation, spatial abilities, something like that. To see her in an action role is weird. And I just haven't wrapped my head around it. I'm willing to be proven wrong. but It, it feels a little bit like Final Destination Spider-Man Edition. Yes. From that's what I'm looking Yeah. That's a, that is actually... That reframes it in a new way for me. Yeah. If they really focus more on the horror on it, I might. Okay. Okay, yeah. Jamie, you might be turning me around. Yeah, okay. I don't, I don't know which way they're going to go because they went full horror for Morbius. Yep. Uh, Mobius. Morbius. My, Morbius being a very different guy. My my other problem with this is that I don't think Madam Webb's in this category, but 
Craven is. I think that there is still somebody over at Sony that said, okay, we can't do Spider-Man right, but we can do the Sinister Six as some sort of weird hero team up. And so that's, you got the Vulture now in the Sony universe because he got splinted off after, I forget what movie that was, uh, Far From Far from not far from home. Um, uh, no way back. No way. No way home. No way home. Yeah. Um, and then we have Mobius, who the Vulture shows up at the very Morbius. end. Morbius. I, I said Sorry. Mobius. I started us on that. Path. That's right. Yep. You've you've ruined us all. Yeah. And then Craven, I assume that's going to be the after credits. Is the two of them are going to pop up? Jared Leto and Michael Keaton are going to be like, "Hey, let's do a team up." I don't know what they're teaming up for. I don't know. I'm so confused. There is a fourth movie with uh, what's his face He's playing Spider Man right now. Tom Holland, there's, there's a fourth movie already confirmed with him. Yes, and we already had, we already had Paul Giamatti as the Rhino. That was kind of that was iffy, right? I uh, would I would watch a, it again. You, you would you? I I don't want a Rhino movie, but I would watch Paul Giamatti. Like seeing what they have done to turn around other characters in the MCU, I could totally yeah. see that coming in. And Don't get me wrong. I love Paul Giamatti. Yeah, he's right? amazing. He's yeah. great. He's yeah. in so many amazing movies. Uh, fun fact, he won a Golden Globe the other night, and after the Golden Globes, somebody got a picture of him. He was in an In-N-Out burger, sitting there having a burger and fries with his Golden Globe on the table with him. That's fantastic. Yeah. I don't know if it was like a paid advertisement or not, or if he just got hungry on the way home and he decided to pop in, right? And if you got a Golden Globe, you're just bringing that with you for a while, right? Of course. Like guys that win the Stanley Cup, they bring it with them everywhere. Of course. Yeah. Okay. That checks out. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. It could be, because Rhino's kind of one of those guys. Um, Jamie Foxx is Electro. Yeah. That was a different take. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't it didn't hit. Yeah. And then we have we have we had a scorpion at all? Yes. So did, technically did we, did we do a scorpion? scorpion has not fully been shown, but the character who is supposed to be Scorpion was at the raft as uh the vulture was being put in jail. Okay. And he was he was the guy that also was on the boat when the boat got split in half in um the first Spider-Man movie. Oh, okay. He was the the arms dealer, and the, okay. the Venom's. Uh, excuse me. Uh, the Scorpion guy was to Vulture saying, "Like you know who Spider-Man is. Tell me his name, and I'll end his whole entire family." And okay. Michael Keaton, you know, honor among thieves didn't say anything. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna watch all three of them, right? I'm 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 kind of stoked on those three, and then sticking with superhero themes, right? Okay. New Joker movie with. Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. I don't know. The first Joker movie I saw at one time, it was great, but I don't. I never felt like the need that I needed to watch that again because it's just a straight up violence of that yeah. one. And it was like it. It recently came across my Facebook memories that I had put for the store, and I had put a memory. I had, when it came out, I put a thing from the store. Kelly and I went and saw it. Uh, no, Kelly didn't want to see it. I went and saw it with uh, friends, Chris and Steph. And I immediately logged into the store's Facebook account and I went, this is not a movie that any child should be seeing this movie at all. You're doing the Lord's work there. Yeah. But that because do not take your kids to see this movie because this is the unraveling of a man's mind. You're watching him break and crack right then and there on the screen. Do not bring kids to this. This is because this is straight up. It was disturbing. Yeah. Did you, you saw it, right? No, I haven't, actually. Oh, oh. I didn't. There's certain movies that I've reached the point to where I say, I don't need that in my mind. 
because I, I retain movies. Like, I'm locked in most of the time. Like, I can do beat-for-beat beat movies pretty well. Okay. I don't know if I need that in my head. And the idea of also now bringing Harley Quinn, I, I'm i just questioning what the motivation of Harley Quinzel is going to be in this movie. Because in, in her background before... She's his doctor. She was the Arkham therapist who yeah. basically, in trying to cure him, went insane and, and fell in love. Some people say they fell in love with she fell in love with Joker. I think it's more abrupt to say that she fell in love with his insanity. Like she was so fascinated by his unique brand of of twistedness that that's actually what she fell for, which allows her to have a little bit more autonomy and has done really well in the, the Harley Quinn TV show on HBO. I think it's really well illustrated. The there. cartoon. Yes. Where she yeah, kind of great. liberates herself. That's oh, amazing. Yeah. Well, and then um, they did the Harley Quinn movie. Um, yes. You know, the, the birds of paradise, birds of prey, birds of prey. <laughs> <Paradise. laughs> would have been a, a very card. different movie. Yeah. Very different movie. Um, that one was okay. That one was okay. I enjoyed the Suicide Squad movies, and I know the first one really got bombed pretty hard. I thought it was just kind of a fun romp. The second one was better. better. Yep. James but, Gunn. But um, but the the Birds of Prey movie was it was pretty good. It wasn't great, but it was good. They're really trying to bring these B characters in, and I do appreciate all the work they're doing. So yeah. Um, speaking of movies that are kind of. Uh, B, B movies that are kind of coming back. Okay. Um, my next one I'm really looking forward to, and I actually didn't know this was happening, which is odd because it's really in my wheelhouse, is there's apparently a new Transformer movie coming out. Really? Yes. It's going to be... Is this part of the reboot after Bumblebee? I believe so, okay. but it's not live action. Oh, are you saying if it's in the Bumblebee universe? I don't yeah. think so. I think it's a brand new universe. Oh, okay. Um, so it's called Transformers 1, and I, I took a little snippet of information about it, and it's after finding success with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Bayhem, which this is me talking, fantastic movie. Like, that was the, so good. one that just came out a few months ago. Yes, where they're not, not 16, 17, 18. They are... 13, 14, they are young teens, and it's great. Okay. Uh, Paramount is hoping to recapture the magic of its Transformers animated movie, featuring the voice cast that includes Chris Hemsworth, Brian Tyree Henry, Scarlett Johansson, Kegel Mike and Key, John Hamm, and Lawrence Fishburne. Well, that's some awesome talent right there. And I'll tell you, this, this whole entire lineup, it makes me feel like the old animated movie that had so many great voice actors in it. The 19, I think it was... Was it 1985 Transformers movie where Unicron came up? You saw the death of Optimus Prime. Yeah. Spoilers. But in that movie. It's been 20 something years. I know. I know. Yeah. But Orson Welles is in that. Judd Nelson is in that. Uh, Leonard I never Nimoy. I Orson Welles was in that. He's Unicron. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I never made that connection. He, it was one of his last roles, and he had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> that, is, that is on the record. He was just there for the paycheck. Was but, he drunk? I don't know if he was drunk, he but he was famous for being hammered on the sets of movies. It's definitely possible knowing him, but no, no, it's uh, but it's going to be kind of a new take. I have not seen any film of it, no, no stills or anything, but I'm I'm willing to see this one come through, especially after seeing how Mutant Mayhem has really hit a different chord, um, okay. where it, it's hitting a new line of inviting new audiences, but still paying homage to the the old audiences. So. Well, you know that Vanilla Ice was just here in town performing yes. yeah and as part of his set he did he had somebody in a no. turtle costume come out as they no. did the go ninja go ninja oh. go that was one of the songs he did in the set and there was a guy in a turtle costume on the stage i appreciate I, I, that. I didn't see the concert i saw all kinds of people posted pictures about that okay all right okay animated okay hit me 
we have I don't I can't remember exactly what the name of it is, but we have a new um, Lord of the Rings movie set in Rohan. That was also on my list. That's yes, the for lead up to Theoden. It's actually um, it's like the the building of Helm's Deep. Yes, it's Helm. I think it's it's about Helm, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the everything that leads up to building Helm's Deep. It was supposed to be a live action show similar to Rings of Power. It got changed. It's going to be an animated movie, and it's supposed to come out this year. In December, I think. Yeah. Okay. Gonna, yeah, it's going to tra- drag into the end of the year. When you change from live action to animated, you better get go drawn real fast. I do have a little bit of a blurb on that. Okay. Uh, the animated feature from New Line is set hundreds of years before The Lord of the Rings and explores the story behind the fortress of Helm's Deep. Blade Runner Black Lotus filmmaker Kenji Kamiya is directing the film. I did not know that. I, I printed this and I didn't even realize that. Uh, which takes place in the blood-soaked era of Helm Hammerhead, yep. a mighty king of Rohan. Yeah. So, so it's it's it would be early third age. Okay, right? it's not set, Rings of Power set in the second age, and only the elves survived into the third age. So I think it's this is, this would be early third age. That checks out. Yeah. Okay. So the, I'm looking forward to that one because, and, and of course uh, I'll, I'll skip into one of my TV shows looking forward to, which is Rings of Power season two. Is it? Season, I didn't know that they got a season two. Oh yeah, season two is supposed to be out this year. That's fantastic news. Yeah. Okay. I'll, well, season one was two years ago now. No. Yeah, it was that's 2022. Im- that's impossible. Yeah. It had to have been. Wow. It, I think it came out in December of 2022, so it's really like a year ago. Okay. 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 That that makes more sense in yeah. my head. Uh, going off on TV shows, um, one thing that I'm really looking forward to is Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which... I see. I saw a trailer for that. I don't know what to think. I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. What's the TV show? A, a movie that ruined a marriage, some might say, um, because that's when Brad Pitt fell in love with Angelina Jolie and, and left Jennifer Aniston. It was a whole big deal. Yeah. Um, but in this new one, um, here's a little blurb about it. It was all the way back in February 2021 when we first learned that Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who is from Fleabag, uh, would star in a television series based on the 2005 Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Since then, Waller-Bridge has left the project. But don't get... Don't let that get you down because the incomparable Maya Erskine from Pin 15 Greatness on Hulu uh, took her place. I got nothing on that one. Yeah, she's not um, she's not too well known yet, but she has some real acting chops. Uh, from Pin 15 is all about these uh, living as a 15 year old again, and okay. but it's played by older women like pretending to be 15. It's kind of wonky, weird, but it's really good. Okay, but I'm excited about this because. I have, I am a, not a secret Donald Glover fan. I'll talk about it, but I just don't talk about it much. I think Donald Glover is who Kanye thinks he is. <laughs> because Donald Glover, I mean, from community to his music career mm-hmm. to doing his TV show, um, which I love and cannot think of the name of right now because it's. Still about Atlanta? Yes, thank you. Okay. Uh, from Atlanta, which Lynchian right there. There's some definitely Lynchian vibes in that oh, show. Uh, some strange stuff happens. I love it. But it just seems like whatever he puts his mind to, he does so well. And so I have faith in the show, not just because of the premise, but because I don't think Donald Glover would do it unless it was to a level of greatness that he would allow. So I'm looking forward to it. Can I um, can I jump back to the movies? Sure. I got three oh, good Lord. throwbacks to the 80s and 90s, the reboots, reboot movies. I, I want it noted that I, I said we could go back for one, and he brought three. Yeah. Okay? All right, so we got three, bring it. We got three reboots. Okay, do it. Roadhouse. We're redoing Roadhouse with Jake Joenthal. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. we got Roadhouse yeah. coming out. The, the trailer looks pretty interesting. I don't. I don't know. I mean, obviously the Patrick Swayze uh, classic, right? I didn't think we needed to touch that movie. I thought that movie was is pretty good. It's pretty good. We don't need to go back yeah. there. Yeah, but I do like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, he's good. Okay, so um, based on the Fall Guy TV show, we have a Fall Guy movie. Okay. Remember the Lee Majors TV show? That I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I with never uh, Ryan Gosling. Yep. The trailer looked pretty good. Looked pretty funny. Yep. So it, it looks, looks like they're, it looks like they're doing the same thing like the, when they did the Brady movie or or the. Um, Dukes of Hazard is they're kind of taking they're taking a fun take on the whole thing, mm-hmm. right? Where mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be involved; he just wants to be his acting his stunt guy career, but he keeps getting dragged dragged into things. Yes. So the trailer looked pretty funny, and um, Beverly Hills Cop Axel F. Can't believe we're we're coming back. I know. Are but... we giving? Okay, it was already egregious that we gave him a second career. All right, because we have Eddie Murphy's first career. Yeah. Raunchy comedian, comedies. Places. uh, Beverly Hills Cop, Golden Child. Oh, sweet mother (laughs) Lucy. I don't know if we should say that on the podcast. I think that's anyways moving on. Uh, And then we gave him another career. We gave him Clumps. We gave him Nutty Nutty Professor. Professor. We gave him... what was the one where he was like the rocket, the the, the space guy, something about Pluto, Pluto. Nash? Pluto Nash, okay. Oh, such a fantastic <laughs> film. But yeah, he's back, right? He's back again. He's back for career number three because he he did the uh, coming back to America, right? Yep. And then yep. then the, now we're leading back to Axel F. And because I saw this news, I went back and watched the original Beverly Hills Cop again because I hadn't seen it since I was in high school. I it's conveniently on Netflix. I wonder why it showed up all of a sudden. So surprising, so isn't surprising. it? Yeah, so three throwback movies that I'm just like, okay, I'm in. Whether or not I go to the theater or I wait for those to come to streaming domains to be determined, but I will probably watch all three of them. So I'll do a few throwbacks, but I'm going to switch it up on you. I'm going to bring in video games. Okay, right? okay. Silent Hill 2 Remake. Okay. So Silent Hill 2 is probably the pinnacle of scary video games to me. A lot of people okay. talk about Alan Wake right now. It's a very popular game. It is scary. Don't get me wrong. Silent Hill 2 came out when I was in high school. I had a PS2. I had my own bedroom and my own TV. It is single-handedly the reason I got a D in chemistry. <laughs> because I would start playing it around 7, and I could not stop until I felt safe. And that wasn't usually until, like, two (laughs) o'clock so you were like not studying at all no i had no (laughs) sleep i was not studying it was it was such a good game and it enveloped me it's probably one of the first things that really made me enjoy horror material okay and it's it's a game where you don't have an edge so many of these games it's Oh, in, in Alan Wake, you have a flashlight and you can sh- shine it in the darkness faces and it'll scare them away. Or you have a special ability, some sort of secret power. In Silent Hill 2, you are just a man with a radio and for most of the game, a stick with a nail in it. And you have to face horrors beyond your imagination, some even stemming from your own imagination. Okay. And I am so excited to see a brand new generation of people enjoy this game. Because okay. it's gonna mess some people up, and it's gonna be good times. I think I think my horror game that I remember was Alone in the Dark. 
Ooh, yes. Yeah. Which never got the sequel, but I think it's getting a sequel it got finally. A really bad movie adaptation with it Christian did. Slater. Really bad. Um, that was uh, what was that guy's name? Uwe Boll. Yep. Who did all the really bad movie interpretations? Do you know why he does those? No. So Uwe Boll, who's done movies such as like I think a lot of video games, he did Far Cry the movie. There, I didn't even know there was a Far Cry the movie. I love Far Cry video games. Postman the movie. Postal. Okay. Postal. Excuse me. Yeah. There is a he loophole. He did one based on Dungeon Saga, which was uh, uh, the name of the king with Jason Statham. Yes, yes. So Yule Ball does these movies because there's a loophole where the country where he films them pays a large amount of money, and then he makes the movies so cheap that he gets a profit from the unspent money from the country. Oh, no. Yeah. So he buys adaptations and makes terrible movies on purpose. Oh no. In order to make a profit. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's okay, a okay. he's a terror and people have threatened to literally fight him in real life and he has refused. <laughs> and he's like he's, he's Is like, this like uh Elon Musk and uh Very much so. Uh, yep. What's his face from Facebook? Yep. Yule Ball agreed to fight somebody and then found out like his dimensions and then politely declined. <laughs> Um, okay, but no. I, I'm, I'm gonna, can I riff off? Oh, you, had, you said you had two throwbacks. Yes. Okay, what's your other throwback? Uh, it is called A Wolf Among Us 2. Okay. Now, for those of you that are familiar with uh, the, the comic book series Fables, um, there was also a TV show that was kind of under the same premise. Basically, in the comic book Fables, there is a, like a, a block or two of New York where all of the fairy tale creatures managed to escape from their lands and found refuge in our world. Um, there was a great evil, no spoilers if you want to go back and read these books, but for example, um, the uh, assistant mayor is Snow White. Her sister, Rose Red, uh, works over at the farm where all of the talking animals have to live. They are forced to live on the farm because in our world of course animals don't talk um the but in the story the big bad wolf who goes by big b wolf <laughs> seriously seriously okay. uh is the sheriff and so he solves crimes okay and in the first video game it, it is one of the best thrillers and it's a telltale game. So it has a lot of like, you will, rem uh, you, this person will remember that a lot of consequences of your actions and telltale did a fantastic job with it. It was probably one of the last really great telltale games. And then telltale collapsed. They, they are no longer a game company, but a bunch of the developers hang on, hang on, hold on to the IP from Telltale, went ahead and finished making a sequel to the game, and I am so excited for it. If you like mystery, if you like supernatural, not horror, but supernatural intrigue, you would love A Wolf Among Us. I believe it's still available. You can still buy it on PlayStation and all of that. Definitely worth a play. Uh, the beginning sequence, you have to fight the woodsman from the stories that eventually kill the wolf, and it is one of the best non-action action video the games huntsman. the huntsman excuse me yes nevertheless fantastic game looking forward to it uh its sequel okay i'm gonna drag us back to movies with a video game movie okay borderlands i almost put this on my list of I, things I, jamie's would be interested i in. don't know i think it's gonna be bad 
I think it's going to be bad. Okay. I'm going to watch it anyway. Do you know who the cast is? Yes. Okay. Kate Blanchett. Yep. Kevin Hart. Yep. Jack Black and Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. The Borderlands video games, if they're using the original cast, there was so much snarky sarcasm and just going after each other amongst the four main characters all the way through that thing. When you're putting Kevin Hart and Jack Black in your cast, there's going to be craziness because the two new Jumanji movies are hilarious. They're so good. They're hilarious. They're so good. And, and a lot of it is Jack Black and Kevin Hart, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that I don't know what they're, how they're going to handle this is because the original cast was Siren and then three guys. Which I think Kate Blanchett is supposed to be the first Siren in the first okay. game. Maya, so then I think who's it was? Jamie Lee Curtis going to play? I think Jamie Lee Curtis is playing the voice that guides you. Oh, okay. I haven't seen a trailer for this. I, was it, just I don't think there's one it. out yet. Okay. It's supposed um, to come out in August. I know. That that's is... like, that's a little worrying while there's not a trailer yet, right? Yeah, some when other people are saying that. you don't have a trailer that. and they're like, eh. Yeah. It's yeah. like when they put a video game out with no, they don't. They have a blackout window and no reviews. Like 90% of this must be CGI. That's what I'm guessing. And so it's, they're just still trying to refine it. you would do it. No. You can't do that on set anywhere. It doesn't say that it's, I mean, I don't know. We're gonna. It we're might gonna get pushed see. back. We'll see. Um, I'll, but it's from the same guy who did um, the Last of Us TV show. I'm gonna now do a video game to TV show. Okay. <laughs> Fallout coming oh, out April 12th. That's on my list. Yep. That's on my list. They dropped another trailer for it last week. Yes. Yeah. And I, I'm not even gonna say too much about it, except that. Um, the lady, she's, I, I can't remember, I don't know, I know I've seen other stuff that she's in and I can't think of what it was. The the, the lady that's the one who's leaving the vault. Okay. And I, I can't think, I, was she in a Bond movie? I'm in, I'm looking this up right now. I think she might be in one of the Bond movies. Uh, that is Ella Purnell. Okay. And she has been in, uh, she was one of the young children in Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Did watch that. She was That's in good. Yellow Jackets. She was in Army of the Dead. She was one oh, of the voices. Oh, yeah. Army yep. of the Dead, was, she was good in that one. She's, yep. That's uh, Batista. Yes. Uh, I'm not seeing her in any Bond films. Okay. Maybe it wasn't her. Um. Yeah. She's done, actually, some voice work, too, though. So, okay. uh, yeah. It looks like that she she's going to do a fantastic job of being that first, you know, stepping out and seeing the world ravage. But... Really, I think who's going to steal the the show, and that is Walter Goggins, who has was from Justified. Oh yeah, uh, he has play. He's going to be playing a. Uh, oh, what are they called? They're not zombies. They're like, they're like the flesh. They're like he's missing his nose and stuff in the yes, trailer. Yes, yeah. yes. He just basically they're irradiated zombies that are still alive, and I think that he is going to do such a good job with it. So excited for that. Um. But yeah, that that is definitely on my list. Looking forward to it. Okay, I'm and gonna. I, so my my TV one, I got a I got a comic book TV show. Okay, hit me. The Penguin. Okay. It's Colin Farrell as as a uh, Cobblepot, which we saw in the Batman, Batman movie, the newest one. Yep. Right. And so he's playing the Penguin after the fall. This is a continuation of the Batman movie, right? Because. Uh, the Batman takes out his boss, leaves a power vacuum, and this is the Penguin um, angling to fill in that thing because we're supposed to get a new Batman movie in 2025. I think this is probably the direct lead-in to what's going on in the new Batman movie. I could see it. 
I didn't even realize that was freaking Colin Farrell the first time I watched oh, the yeah. Batman movie. He melded into that role. It was yeah. amazing. Here's yeah. what I'm going to say. I have so little interest in this. Really? S- the Penguin has never been a compelling solo character. The Joker, I get. Catwoman, I get. The Penguin? Especially, he's not even, like, themed. So if they do it like Peaky Blinders or, you know, some of this more organized crime TV shows that we've seen, maybe it'll be interesting. But there's nothing about his backstory that is really that compelling to me. I really enjoyed when Batman Returns came out, and they really put him as a foil to Batman of, you know, Cobblepot's parents didn't weren't killed they just did not like him and so they sent him away so he was on his own to be raised he has his own kind of foul themed uh, oh one of his best so good that he didn't even let his own children watch it um but he bites a nose off a guy's face doesn't he he bites a nose off yeah he eats a fish yeah raw um he is one of the grossest things that ever has appeared in a movie film in my opinion so I just don't see what's going to be brought here that I'm going to be interested in. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, TV show. Okay. Dune Prophecy. Yes. I knew this was going to come up. Yeah. 10,000 years before Dune, mm-hmm. two sisters of House Harkonnen. Yes. Before they're... Fighting to, for each other to form and end up forming the Bene Gesserit. Oh, this is the formation yeah. of the Bene Gesserit. This is how the Bene Gesserit gets started 10,000 oh. years before the story that we all know. That's That changes my... This is kind of like Knights of the Old Republic. Like, we're going to go so yeah. far in the past that we're not affecting canon at all. That's really interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go. So this is completely off the... This is a little bit like Rings of Power, right? Frank Herbert has all right. of these notes and everything, and this is... We got a hold of some of the notes that have never been put into a book before. <laughs> we found this little scribble on a cocktail napkin, and now we're going to make a 12-episode TV show out of it. You know, well, I think Amazon just proved you can do that. I know. They did, and did yeah. it well. Yeah. It only cost them a billion dollars. We'll see how much money Warner Bros. is going to throw at it. Speaking of taking something from the past and just taking it way too far than you ever expected, okay. my next one. Okay. Is it, I, got, I wonder if it's the bottom one on my list of TV shows right here. Cobra Kai season six. No, not not on my. I have never watched any of the Cobra Kai shows. So, have you watched the the Karate Kid movies? Oh, I've seen them all. Seen them all. Yes. You including the new bad one. Okay, so you will absolutely love Cobra Kai. I know it was like one of those things that came out during COVID, and I was just like, I just not feeling it. And then you know, now I'm multiple seasons behind, and I feel like it's a job to catch up with it. And it goes a lot faster than you think. Here is why I'm a, such a huge fan. It is the story of the bully after he loses. Yeah, Danny. Danny, and wait, Danny. Danny Zuko. No, that's Grease. That's Grease. Sorry, no. Um, is it Danny? Sweep the leg? Yes. Uh, William Zapka. Yeah. Um, is is the actor's name, but I forget. It's not Danny, because Daniel is Daniel Macchio. That's right. I forget what his name is. Whatever. That's horrible. Anyways. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. So, it sells itself at first of being like, our society has gotten too soft. That's what it kind of looks like at first. And so, we need 
Cobra Kai to come back and and give more umph to our next generation. Okay. But it takes these weird turns. And at first, the story was supposed to be just about the bully. But you can tell that they started to evolve it over each season. They involve Ralph Macchio more. Talk about his family and what he's passing on. You see the bully character, who is going to drive me crazy that I can't think of his name. And someone's shouting it at the podcast right now. Um, But seeing him start to develop, even at an older age, of I have been a bully I lost being the bully. That moment defined me, but maybe I can actually change my life. You got it for me? Johnny. Johnny. There we go. Yeah, I should have known that. That's doubly hard for me. Um, And while there is a, still the high school drama, because there's a whole new generation of martial artists coming up being taught by these two men, Yeah. the inclusion of each of the other movies, like story points into each season... You, it could have been really just, oh, we're going to stick this thing in here because it was in Karate Kid 3 and that's going to be fun. They find a way to beautifully seem together. Does Elizabeth Shue show up? I can't, I can't reveal right. these things. Because I had the most massive crush on her in, in high school. I'm just going to say, watch it. Because I think... Like if, I had post, the posters I had on my wall and, and as, a, as a kid were Elizabeth Shue and Alyssa Milano. I can tell you that it's hard to suggest Cobra Kai to everyone unless you have seen all of the Karate Kid movies. So the fact that you've seen them all makes me feel like you need to watch this. All right. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll, yeah. Okay. I'll, Put it back on. Okay. That's okay. the it's the sixth and final season coming up. So okay. now I, I I wanna I'm gonna I'm gonna say so it's currently twenty twenty four. It is. You want right to do best of twenty twenty four, things you're looking forward to? Yeah. I'm watching two series that are out right now and having a great time. Hit me. Reacher. Season two. I've not started it, but I hear great things. Yes, Reacher season two, great. Uh, I think we're about halfway through right now because it's one episode a week on Wednesdays. I hear the actor actually looks how the character is supposed to be instead of what. Um, <laughs> it's not Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise tried to bring to the role. Yeah, yeah. This is the guy. Um, his first role was that I remember him in was Smallville, where he was Aquaman. That is true. And he is well. He's six foot four, six foot five, and three hundred pounds of just muscle. Right, he is just a big, massive dude. He's not dumb, but he is just this massive human being, and that's what the Reacher books are. Allow me to blow your mind a little bit. That's okay. a very podcast saying, but I'm going to do it. Okay. He has actually been a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. In the Michael what? Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, he was the do we actor. Talk about that one? No, he okay. is the actor that played Raphael, I like the no the idea. live action model yeah. in all the action scenes. I had no idea. Yeah, it's okay. fantastic. I'm, ha- I'm, I'm having a good Go time. If okay. you like season one, season two's better. I'm, I'm in it. Okay. Percy Jackson. So good. Yes. We're about halfway through the first season on this one. Way closer to the book. So much better. Yeah. Great. Uh, yeah. This is this is, this is is absolutely great. Um, I think I'm actually a couple episodes behind. I just watched the episode with the Medusa. With Medusa yes. You so. are two behind. Okay. And they're really great. Yeah. I've and been having a good time with that one. I'm so glad that they come back to this because obviously we tried the movies. It didn't work. But this show, I think, is going to revitalize that. And it I don't know if you knew this, but there was the author, Rick Rorden, also did a Egyptian series. Yeah. Yep. And he did a Norse series, which yeah. I don't think I think he kind of stopped after the Norse series. I might be wrong about that. But yeah, well, he was like a school teacher. And I was just writing these books. Kelly has in her classroom a massive library of books, like half of her room is actually the library of her <laughs> classroom. 
to the point where the librarian is annoyed by the size of the library in her books. And, 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 but the kids love it. She has dedicated reading time every day. And they get their snacks. They, go, they can go into the library. There's tons of, of stuffies in there and pillows that they can just all camp out. And so you, they, they dim the lights a little bit. And nobody says a word for like half an hour. And everybody just reads whatever book they have. And, you, and all the Rick Rorden books are all in the library. And that's I, fantastic. I may have been influential in some of those books ending up in the library. Surprise, surprise. Including things like the Chronicles of Puridane series, which was what the Black Cauldron came out of. Oh, yes. I loved okay. those books as a kid. So. Okay. Um, okay, I got one more TV show. Okay. Uh, I got like four more TV shows. But I got one more I want to throw in there because... We're going retro. We're going back to my childhood again. Ooh, okay. We're okay. taking a movie and we're making a movie from my childhood and we're making it into a show. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a hint. It's a Terry Gilliam movie. Really? Time Bandits. No way. We're making a TV show out of Time Bandits. How did I miss that? I, I yeah. I was just like, wait, what? It's awesome. It looks awesome. It yeah. yeah. Well. I don't know. I mean, there was like one. The only the only thing I found online for a trailer for it was just like this quick like teaser thing, like which was like a, a you know a, a, a screen like a PowerPoint presentation uh, logo. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Either it's going to be awesome or it's going down in flames, right? And I'm, yeah, I'm probably in for the ride either way. But it's uh, how do you say his name? Titi Watiki. Oh no way! Yeah, he's he's a he's a he's involved. That's gonna be an amazing movie. Yeah. If you guys have not watched Time Bandits, just go watch the trailer. The trailer will tell you nothing and everything about Time Bandits. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so amazing. Well, so all, all his Terry Gilliam's movies are crazy, like Brazil. Brazil, like, what? yeah. What is going on? <laughs> and then he did. What was the Viking one that he did? Viking one. Uh, I don't remember. I, I I'll, I'll we'll reference all that right. later. I'm gonna go. Fine then, Jamie. Okay. I'm going to take your reboot from an old series from your okay. childhood. I'm going to bring you a reboot from my father's young adulthood. Okay. I would like to put forward to you Shogun. Oh, I did see that that was happening. Yes. Yes. So the original Shogun was a drama series from 1980. Yes. Um, it was set in the 17th century uh, by from a novel named by James Cavell. And it starred Richard Chamberlain as this uh, English navigator who was one of the first English people to set foot inside of the Japanese uh, islands. Yes. And it explores the Japanese culture through his eyes as an outsider. My dad loved this so much that he sat me down probably when I was about... 15 or 16, he bought all of the VHSs for it, which was like seven. Yeah. Because it was a huge miniseries. And every night for a week, my mom, my dad, and I sat and we watched this. It's a very heartwarming time for me and my my memory. But the show itself was so amazing at teaching what real samurais were. Because at my age, at that time, I thought samurais were all action. We had the Kurosawa films. Like, it was very much... All action oriented. When you actually got to see the culture of that time and how the political drama and the the escalation of just non-combative war was going on, I absolutely love this. And seeing everyone who's going to be a part of this new one, I'm very excited. 
I'm very excited about this. And I hope and it looks so much more accurate and period specific. It's going to be so good. I remember watching that reruns. Mm-hmm. Right? Because um, that and Kung Fu, David Carradine. Oh, yeah. Yep. Loved Kung Fu. And Kung Fu used to be on either right before or right after um, reruns of uh, The Incredible Hulk. Right? Yes. Bill Bixby. Yep. Version. And yeah, that was a great, that was great TV. So did you know Kung Fu was originally supposed to be Bruce Lee? I did not. And they gave that to David Carradine. I did not. He helped develop the original idea for that show. Oh. It's very sad. Yeah. Did, had Bruce Lee passed away by that point? Nope. Oh, that's the worst. They were just doing some. Straight up cultural appropriation? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The David Carradine version is pretty good though. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good TV. For what they did, it's great. What it could have been, this is why we need to be able to watch TV shows from other universes, because I want to watch that with with Bruce Lee. Yeah. And I want to watch the Matrix movie starring Will Smith and Sean Connery. That was the original casting for Matrix. Sean Connery was... Morpheus? Morpheus? Morpheus. Morpheus again. He's back again. Yeah. Because Mobius Strip, it always comes back. Yeah, Infinity. At least three yeah. more references. Before so Sean out. Connery was supposed to be Mor- Morpheus. Okay. He read the script, did not understand what was going on, passed. Okay. It became such a great hit that he said, okay, the next script that I get and I don't understand, I'm just going to do that movie. Do you know what that movie was? League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You are correct, no, sir. Because like, it was, I wanted that movie to be better. I know. It's such a good book. Um, okay, what you got? I don't know about how I feel about Will Smith as... Neo, though. It would have been totally different, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, all right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Will Smith back in. Throw it. Bad Boys Four. The, yes. Yeah, Bad Boys. They're just silly. If they're we're just such dumb. If <laughs> Axel Foley is back, yes. then of course we have to give the yes. Bad Boys one more time around. Bad Boys Four. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, I have nothing more to say about it. Have you seen Bad Boys One? You're gonna know what's gonna happen in Bad Boys Four. Yep. Okay. Uh, how about books? Sure. We've talked about him on this podcast many times. It's one of your high recommendations. Bob Averse, uh, the fifth book comes out in November. It's supposed to. Yeah. So super stoked about that. I just, um, over the holidays, re-listened to all the first four again. I didn't, before you even told me the fifth book was coming back. I, I will say that was one of the first book recommendations from you I ever took. And you have gained some high marks in my mind. If you recommend something in book form... I now I'm going to pay attention because that was one of the most fun, thought-provoking series of sci-fi that I have read in a long time. Yeah, great, yep. great. Well, movie tying tying back in. There's a movie coming out called Mickey Seventeen that kind of sounds like it stole some plot points from the Babaverse. Really? Yeah, they send a guy out and he's um, supposed to colonize a planet. And he keeps making copies of himself, and things start going sideways as the copies don't all get along and all share the same things. That's exactly what happens in the Bob. It's true. Books. That's very true. It, and I was just—I'm watching this. I'm like, what the? But at the same time, I was looking at Dennis Taylor's page the other day, trying to find out when book five was going to come out, and. Somebody licensed the rights to make a movie of the Bobaverse books. Yes, they didn't. It didn't say if it was movie or TV show, but somebody licensed the rights. It's uh, Universal has it. One of the subsidiaries of Universal has those rights. Okay. Uh, the last time uh, I looked into this, because I was like, "There's got to be something going on." Uh, the author had said that the rights have been optioned to the studio that's under Universal. That's all he could say. Okay. That's where he's at. 
Um, so, if it's done right, it's I love those books. They're I, good. I think it's. Uh, I think this would be book one. Well, all right. So here's how I read books. I, book one, I'm in. Book two comes out, and I go back and I do one, and then two, and then book three comes out, and I go back and I do one, two, three. You're insane. But yeah, you so you don't read the books. Let's be clear. I listen to them. Yep. I listen to the audiobooks on them. It, I have more time where I can listen than I have time to sit down and read. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. But you could also be multitasking, which is helpful. Yeah, because I'm usually like folding laundry or doing the dishes or something, right? I mean, brainless tasks that have to get done around the house, and I can listen to a book. Okay, also, book. New Dresden Files book coming out this year, too. They're still making those? Book 18. (laughs) This man's life is is a horror film. Oh, my gosh. Book 18. Well, all right. So, book 18 of the Dresden Files this year. Book 19 next year. But... Book two of the Cinder Spire series, right? I'm listening to book one of the Cinder Spire series right now, which is called The Aeronauts Windless. And book two is supposed to come out this year as well, which is something about Olympian. Did I write it down? Uh, Olympian Affair. So uh, I I do love Jim Butcher books, so I will admit to that one. The Dresden Files needs a proper adaptation. Like, they tried to do the TV show, but they tried to do it to CW, and it just didn't work out. It was fun, it was but fun. it wasn't Dresden Files. No. I think you would, I mean, I, I actually own the Dresden Files books, and I own the graphic novel adaptation as well. Mm. Those are pretty good, pretty fun. I don't know if you could do, well, anymore with CGI and everything as cheap as it's come to do, you could probably do the Dresden Files books, because he's always fighting supernatural things and casting oh, yeah. spells and... In fuego. Um, so I think you could probably do it properly now and not have to have it be a cartoon. I'm going to tell you, I think the the downfall of it would be Jim Butcher expects you to just accept things. And he doesn't always explain things out. Like, in between books, he goes, Harry Dresden's doing all sorts of stuff when we're not reading about him. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the charms of the books is that you're just kind of, you're not always at the beginning of the story. Yeah. And I don't know if that type of vibe can make it into a TV show well. Well, he's done the same thing as the the Expanse guys have done, right? I think he did it before them, which is he has gone back and written stories about what Harry's doing in between. I did not so know that. So you'll see like book 5.5 and the book 7.5, right? Gotcha. And like there's a whole series of uh, encounters uh, that Harry has with Sasquatch. <laughs> and, um, and they're really good. They're, they're all like short stories. So they're combined together in a novella and it tells you this book happens between this book and this book. Like this story happens here. Because Butcher has written a ton of short stories for like various author um, compendiums and anthologies and stuff over the years. And then they've all, then he's gone back and compiled all those. So you don't have to buy them all the individual anthologies. You can buy one book and like, here's this book with three books about um, uh, what's Sasquatch's name? River, river something. I can't think of his, um, but the Sasquatch stories are great. And there's a bunch of other novels that fill in because the expanse guys have been going back and doing that too. They're going back and like, this is Expanse book 0.5. This is Expanse book 2.5. This is 3.5. And so I'm like, I'm still working my way through the Expanse series and trying to figure out, is it better to listen to all the main books first and then go back 
and let them fill in the gaps with these side stories? Or is it better to just read them all in the chronological order that they happen? That's fair. And I've kind of done a little bit of both so far. I kind of wandered around through there. I'm going to take a slight tangent. This is not involving 2024. Okay. okay. But I'm going to put it out there that if you enjoy the the um, Harry Dresden novels. Okay. Another series you might enjoy is known as the Iron Druid Chronicles. Okay. Uh, it is about a the last druid on Earth who has gained the secrets of immortality from some of his, uh, the elder druids that are now gods in his religion. But he lives in a world very similar to Harry Dresden, where gods, demons, angels, God, everything still exists. Uh, werewolves, it vampires. Day? It is modern day. He lives in uh, Tepe, Arizona. I believe is where the first Tempe. book starts. Tempe, excuse me, Arizona, when the first book starts. Um, but there is a great magical system built into it that's really well explained. A great cast of characters. Some really good overarching storylines of everybody in the magical community kind of tries to like stay away from each other as much as possible because they know that they're going to be butting heads, but everyone agrees that Thor is a dick and <laughs> everybody has a beef with Thor. And so that it's not until like book three or four that that really comes to fruition, but you hear about how Thor is a dick for a long time. Um, but there's a lot of books and much like uh, Jim Butcher, he does kind of fill in the blanks books as well. Okay. Um, but it's, it's really great. If you enjoy that type of, of book, it's, it's really well done. Throwing that out there. You know, I was, I was talking to you before we started the podcast today that, that movies and upcoming movies is easier to find out than books. Yes. Because I couldn't find like a good list of like, here are upcoming sci-fi and fantasy books. So I ended up having to say, okay, well, let's go look and see what John Scalzi has coming out. Well, the answer is nothing in 2024 because he wrote on his blog that the only time slot tour books could give him was on election day. And he's like, I don't want to be on election day this year. There's, yeah. there's too much going on. Yep. Yep. So now his book is, he's got two books coming in 2025, one in January, one in November. And you, so I have, you have to go look at like each author's page and follow each individual author that you like trying to figure out, did you write some more books to go with the series? And it's, I don't know, there's 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 not a great way to get, I mean, it's not, we don't really have RSS feeds like we used to anymore. No. Remember when RSS, I loved RSS. They were so easy Here's to the Google, manipulate. Yeah. Google Reader with RSS feeds and like, I want to follow these things. Tell me what's happening here. And Google News is good, but it's I mean, not I'm the sure same. Facebook is this conversation with our phones near us is going to Facebook's oh. going to be stalking us like crazy. Our targeted ads are going to be so well curated. They're going to be all over the place. Yeah, because we're both staring at our phones <laughs> as we're doing this. But, so, but the books thing is harder, and you have to like look at each individual author that you like. And I was I was trying to prepare, and all right, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm still working my way through the Murderbot series. Have you done any of those? I have not done the Murderbot series, but it actually reminded me of a comic book bat in the day called Scud, the Disposable Assassin. Okay. Uh, so that's a reference that most people got. But go ahead and explain those if you want. Well, it's it's a um, it's an it's a it's RoboCop. It's yes. it's 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 future RoboCop, right? It even follows the path that um, it's a person who signs a contract who gets dies and gets brought back with cybernetic implants, but he is owned by somebody else and has programming that governs all of his actions. And then he finds a way to get rid of the programming 
and then he goes off and does what he wants to do. And and most of the series so far is he's going after the company who made him the murder bot because mm-hmm. he they send him into a fight and he they force him to kill a bunch of civilians. And that's that's that happens before the beginning of the first book. And then he breaks his programming and he gets out of it. And everything he's done so far, I'm not all the way through the series, is he's trying to figure out how to get back at them for this, right? But I'm like, that's 100% the plot of uh, a Robocop. The yeah. first Robocop movie. So, um, Except for the killing of civilians. Robocop never did that. He was... Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't besmirch RoboCop's name. Well, that's that's fair too. Which, by so, the way, the if you haven't played it, the RoboCop video game, really good. I have not played it. It is eighty percent the movie RoboCop's action, ten percent just kind of doing like investigative work, and then ten percent actually doing police work. Like there was some time where I had to work the desk and hear people's complaints and decide on judgments um, as a police well, officer. It's going to take me two more years to finish Baldur's Gate. 3, yeah, so. I know. I'll, I figure that we'll talk about it in like you know twenty forty. <laughs> Um. So you know, this is a board game podcast. Okay. I don't know if you're aware of that. Okay. We yeah. haven't talked about any board games. I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and bring one up. Okay. What do you got? Arcs. That's on my list. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna read a little blurb I have about it. Uh, the legendary team behind Root and Oath are finally releasing their and next fort. and fort and ahoy and ahoy are finally releasing their next big box epic, this time rooted in a futuristic sci-fi adventure. Rooted. I see what you did. Yeah, there's a little ha-ha right now that I skipped over. Uh, Where Oath requires a much larger commitment from its participants, Ark aims to provide a similar experience while being a bit more approachable and uh, narratively disciplined. You can either do a one-and-done 90-minute play or a three-act campaign, which is less of a commitment than Oath. But it's basically kind of like a sci-fi game yeah and that's i'm ready for it yeah we backed the kickstarter on it leader of course games leader games i had a uh uh what clay clayton i ran into him i talked to him i talked to him a little bit at gen con i'm like okay i'm assuming that you did this on purpose every one of your games is a four-letter name He's like, uh, we didn't start off on purpose, but then we started running with it, and it turns out we might have boxed ourselves in the corner because it's harder to do than you think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Soon but, we're going to get games that are just curse words. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. Yeah, no, uh, Ark is on my list. Uh, it is finally coming out because I think we backed that one in early 2022. Mm. It was, it's been a while ago. Like, multiple times, I'm like, did I miss some <laughs> the form I was Where's supposed there... to fill out? Is there an email? Where is yeah. this? Um, okay. So, uh, yeah. Hit me. Worm span. Love this idea. Because yeah. guess what? Birds aren't interesting. Now, there are plenty of people on here that probably listen to Brennan Lee Mulligan, and they know he loves birds, and you know that I love Brennan Lee Mulligan. I've talked about him multiple times on this podcast. He's an amazing actor. Don't get me wrong. Birds are not interesting. Have you been watching Kelly's Facebook page? I have not. Oh, yes, the bird feeder. Yes, the bird feeder. I got Kelly a it's called a Birdify and it's a bird feeder cam and she she loves that thing. Yeah, well, we've got finches and cardinals and a woodpecker all competing right now for. It. Well, guess what? In a board game, it's kind of yeah. Pictures of birds. Yeah. And I will say I like wingspan. I the I like game itself is great. The art, it's beautiful. I can't deny that. They're good-looking birds. Yeah. I am not intrigued by birds. But let me tell you, you give me a board game where I just get to see that many dragons 
because I'm assuming that we're going to have to have as many dragons as we, as we do birds in the base game. Yeah. I can't wait. It's yeah. going to be so exciting at every card turn. And you get to go into... Um... You get to go into caves to make sure the cave is better. Is a good place for dragons to hoard up and stuff like that, too. I love that. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Do it. Um, I will say that I got to play Wingspan with the fan art or the, the fan artisan. art pack. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that is truly fun because they're, they don't just do drawings. Some of them are pastels. Some of them are knitted works. Like the people that submitted these things really did well. And some of them are just like little kids with markers. It's really cute. Okay. It's really cute. Okay. That's cool. All right. You got another game? Hit me. Um, Star Wars Unlimited. Yes. The card game. I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn because on one hand, it's Star Wars. And you know that I'm a giant Star Wars nerd. Yeah. On the other hand. It's Star Wars. It's Asmodee. Mm-hmm. And Asmodee has repeatedly screwed up games that they're trying to make that are collectible games. Oh, really? Do you have any that come to mind? Oh, yes. Uh, Star Wars Destinies That's was a good great. One. It was such a good game. I enjoyed playing it so much. Everybody's having... And then we couldn't get any of it for so long. And then, then they were like, uh, the next expansion pack comes out in six months, right? And we're like six months what you know there's a reason why magic and pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and digimon and force of will and one piece and all those games have updates coming out every three months there's a reason why every time we do this podcast there's a new pokemon <laughs> adjective and verb that is being included yes and um so they rebooted um oh god what was i trying to think um they they, they killed off the Game of Thrones LCG. That's true. When they tried to reboot it with second edition, they killed off Netrunner when Netrunner with the, went to second edition. Was uh, Shatterpoint Asmodee? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that wasn't supposed to be collectible. It just never caught mm, on. Yeah, that's true. That was Atomic Mass Games that Asmodee bought, and like at, at least at our store, all the guys that played Marvel Crisis Protocol, which is from Atomic Mass Games, all played Shatterpoint and then went. Uh, it's cool, but we'd rather play with all the Marvel superheroes. So we yep. went back and played Marvel, and then they just never played Shatterpoint anymore. So, um, no, um, what's the other LCG that they had that I'm draw- Oh, Legend of the Five Rings. Oh, yeah? So many people were so excited when the base game came out. People bought tons and tons of it, and then they screwed up the release schedule on that one, too. They did a long, they did a two-hour seminar the other day for retailers only on here's all the stuff that you can expect from Star Wars. And I'm not a huge fan of the art, but it still looks pretty cool. I hope this, I hope they can pull this off. I, I, I'm, I'm in for starter decks. I'm in to learn how to play it. I'm in for some cards. I want this to be successful. I'm, I'm skeptically hopeful at the same time as it's a game that I want to play and I want it to be successful and I hope they don't screw it up. It just doesn't have that Lorcana heat. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how this one goes. Let me, can I tell you something that I really do love? Yes. They've got a new software coming on for all the tournaments and the matches and everything. And you know what it's called? What? C3OP. I, I love That's it. Beautiful. I love That's beautiful. That's so good. Somebody actually knew what they were doing this time. So C3, he, C3OP is the name of the, the, the ongoing play K 
campaign software and all the stuff that they're doing. Yeah. They're already planning for store tournaments of various types of drafts and, and, and limiteds and constructeds. And then they're already planning for, um, you know, kind of small regional events, big regional events, sectionals, nationals. They're already, they've already got the whole infrastructure laid out and they just need people to play. They just need people to play. They need to not screw it up. Yeah. But they're doing four month release cycles instead of three months. And we're like, guys, (laughs) Jesus, we talked about this last time you screwed up a game and you're still doing four months. I want it to be successful. Jamie, I want to talk to you about a gaming addiction you have, but somehow I think you might have broken that zombie side. Because, you see, Jamie, to me, is the biggest zombie <laughs> side fan that I know. Uh, if you were ever to grace his his game loft, uh, many, many boxes of zombie side exist. He's the only person that we don't ever have to worry about the game running out of zombies. Yeah. Because we have a plenty. Yeah. But I noticed that Marvel zombies did not make your cut. And then the Wild West zombie side didn't make your cut. So with White Winter coming out this yeah. year, which is the more Japanese, Chinese-themed... White Death. White Death, excuse me. Uh, the White Death version. Yeah. Is that doing anything for you? No, I'm in. I got it. Okay. I've got because we haven't played it here, but I have Black Plague and Wolfsburg and Green Horde, which are the first three seasons. This is te- well, mm, yeah, no, that's season one, season two, season three. So this is technically season four. Um, I, the Marvel Zombie, I don't. It just didn't. It didn't catch me. That's you right. Know? I was never really a fan of the Marvel Zombie comics i read them all but i was like ah it's all right but it just it never caught me the the um the what if episodes that disney did mm-hmm. they're all right but they never they never caught me they were well done but they never caught me and, and we are supposed to get a whole tv show about that of just marvel zombies yep i know there's another well what if season two is going right now it's already coming gone it's already done yeah they did one episode a day oh i didn't realize they did it that fast yep okay um, I don't, I don't know. And then the old West one again, it just didn't catch me. And I'm well. Plus, I'm all. You, well, I got one whole bookshelf dedicated to Zombicide right now. It's true. If I started getting the old West ones and then the the Marvels, I don't know where I'm going to put them. That the storage is actually an issue. Time to I, buy a new house. I need to, I need to come up with a good storage solution to narrow all those boxes down into something easier to travel with. It's probably like a giant fishing tackle box or something to access all the various types of zombies quickly and easily. I'm just saying, look around probably within walking distance. There's a house for sale somewhere in this area. <laughs> just buy a house. Just buy a house. For my just for your games. Stuff. Just okay. for your games. Um, well, because the shelves are already, I'm going to have to get some new shelving system because the pile on the floor is grown significantly. At this yes, point, very so. much so. I will say, did you get the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles expansion for the zombie 100%. side? We're, okay, great. Because it is from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 when they time travel and yeah. it's too good. It's too good. We, yeah, I've got the Turtles expansion. I've got the um, the Iron Maiden expansion. I got the Supernatural expansion. I got the Boys expansions. I got the um, Ghostbusters expansions. I think that's all the major ones they've done. I did not get the Bat Metal ones. Those ones I just... That's fair. Yeah. 
it's a very niche comic series. Yeah. So, Jamie, I think we've got time for one more each. Okay. Um, I'll do... Oh, God, I have so many more things on the list, though. I know, I know, but there's okay. only so little time. Um, uh, Planet Unknown is good in an expansion. And I, I honestly have not even gotten a chance to play the original Planet Unknown because we have never been able to get it for the store. It's always out. I don't know what's going on. We've got we've had it on back order. Normally that means we can get some. We have never gotten a single copy for the store yet. And I, I want to play this game. And it's getting an expansion. I backed the Kickstarter this time to be guaranteed to get the base game plus the expansion and all the stretch goals. It's supposed to be out later this year. My last one I'm going to throw out there is The Last Spell. We've talked about it on the podcast actually a few episodes back. It's kind of like a tower defense almost where basically you are in the last refuge and there are monsters coming at you and you have to build defenses in order for the monsters to get around and try and basically it's miniatures but instead of you doing chess-like moves it's more of a defensive position and it just looks really interesting so that's one that i'm really looking forward to okay can i just say the titles i just i I throw out rules ladies and gentlemen i say jamie here are the rules here's what we're gonna do and you know what jamie you can because this is red raccoon radio nights and so we uh, break the rules. Okay. Here are the things that we did not talk about that are coming out this year that I want to know more about. So that just Go. so people can know, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Can't wait. Uh, Godzilla and Kong New Empire. Eh. Uh, Furiosa. It's a prequel to Fury Road. I'm willing to see it. Okay. Um, Beetlejuice 2. Need to see a trailer. Yeah. Nothing. No trailers out. Gladiator 2. Interesting. Wicked as a movie. Are they getting the original voice cast for this? No, okay. They can't. I didn't think so. Yeah. Uh, what's there? Adina Menzel mm-hmm. who plays Alphaba. Um, she's too old now. That's fair. Because it's supposed to be at the beginning, it's supposed to be Alphaba and uh, Glenda in high school. Right. And so, uh, you know, Adina's. She's got to be 45, 50 at this point, right? That makes sense, yeah. She's still an amazing singer. So right? good. Um, the lady who is playing Elphaba, I didn't recognize her name. The lady who's playing Glinda is Ariana Grande. Grande, how are you? That'll be interesting. Name? Yeah, I, I like her, right? I don't mm-hmm. really like her music, but she's hilarious when she's on talk shows. Okay, and then um, TV shows we didn't talk about. Um, old TV show, still watching it and enjoying it as Suits. Yep. Um, new TV show coming out, Echo, from Disney. Uh, First three episodes are out right now as you're listening to this. I didn't. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, yep. cool. Um, Avatar, getting a new TV show. Wait, which Avatar? Uh, they're they're rebooting the whole Avatar. It's um um the kid Aang. animated series. Yes. No, it's live action. They're redoing the anime. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. And then that's it. That's everything on my list. Those are okay. the things that we didn't talk about. Uh, the only things that I didn't get to cover was Visions of Mana. It's a Secret of Mana video game that's okay. finally coming mainstream. Uh, and then Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is the sequel to the original remake of Final Fantasy VII, which was so good and told maybe a third, maybe a fourth of the story. Okay. So I didn't play. I played the original Final Fantasy VII when it was on PlayStation. This would blow your mind. Okay. It's the, the Final Fantasy, I played 7, and then I skipped to 10, and I don't think I've played anything since 10. Oh, so you got to play water soccer. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Blitzball. I don't even know if there's a video game on my list that I'm really looking forward to right now. I feel like I'm so reactive to video games at this point, and I have so much stuff that I already own that I haven't played. I'm just glad we're getting you to play Baldur's Gate in this decade. Yeah. Yeah. We're I'm really lucky done there. With, uh, I'm almost done with um, Section 1. Okay. What class are you? Uh, mage. Okay. Um, well, I'm playing one of the Origins characters. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So. Gale? Gale. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I got to the point where it's like, if you could proceed past this point, you won't be able to make any more changes or anything. And I was like, oh, oh wait, <laughs> did I do everything? And I was that was going across the mountains. And so I'm like, well, I think there's stuff I didn't do yet in the Underdark. And then I found like a whole giant section of stuff I hadn't done yet in the Underdark. So I'm back in the Underdark. I, have, I think I'm almost done with all that stuff, though. I'm in Act 3, and I'm still getting TikToks of things that I never knew existed in the game, places that I've never visited, people I've never spoken to. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. I can't wait to play that through multiple times. Um, yeah. They just said uh, there was a thing the other day that said that they added feats to it. They're adding feats to it in an update or something, so you can take really? and do feats now. Yeah. <sighs> That's a game changer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we just blathered for, what, an hour and a half? Uh, around there. On all the crazy stuff that we're paying attention to. That's what we do. It's like an ADHD person's like dream of like all this stuff is coming in this web of the nerddom that you can pay attention to. We've gotten messages before that people want to hear like your your takes on things, what's coming out, like our thoughts. Like it's come up. It's not something I want to do on a regular basis, but sometimes you just got to have nights. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what we decided to do in this podcast. But thank you so much for... For sticking with us, for for being a part, of course, you can always. I'm not gonna go through the whole rigmarole. You guys know if you're here, you pretty much know. Thanks, it's Jill. thanks, Jill, for the music. Uh, email us, Discord us. We're there. We're hey, checking hey, it out. You want a spoiler? Can I do a spoiler about yeah. something coming up because Jill's involved? Ah, uh, I mean, I don't know if people would have gotten to the end of this podcast that might care about that, but sh- I might make you do it again. Okay, that's fine. We might inter- we might bring them on the podcast. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. We're launching a new store Dungeons & Dragons campaign. You heard it here first. We've been doing Adventures League play, which Adventures League is kind of a one-shot each time, loosely connected together. This is a campaign. It's going to be called The Explorers of Antasia. And I brought it up because Jill is going to be one of the inaugural DMs for us. Yes. So 13 episodes per season. And uh, Jill and Sean, we're, we're getting them through the paperwork because they're going to be Red Raccoon Games employees to do this. And um, we're cranking up the expectations on them. They're super stoked, super excited. And it all kicks off the first Saturday of February. Looking forward to it. Yeah, should be fun. Should be cool to hear. We'll, we'll try we'll and get them on the, pass- the next podcast. We will. We'll, we'll try and get Jill and, and Sean on at some point. We'll, we'll talk about how the campaign is going and all that jazz and yeah. things that they've learned and stuff like that. So, yeah. but Trying to make all this happen while doing the inventory. Oh, yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? You don't have anything else going yeah. on. There's going to be a lot of changes in February at the store. Yep. Spoilers! All right. Well, with that little tease... Thanks, River Song. Thank you, everybody, for coming on. That's... We just enjoy hanging out with you. And that's yeah. what we decided to do tonight to hang out is talk with you. I yeah. hope you enjoyed it. Do you have a goal 2024 to do a live version of this or at least a, a live streamed version of this? Uh, we have the cameras. You just need to get me that file. <laughs> I've told you five times. All right. I just need that file to see if I can get the cameras working. 
you got to tell me sometime when I'm near a computer that I can do stuff. Like I have told you at multiple different locations, <laughs> including at a computer, and it has not happened. So I will try that one more time for our listeners now that you've made a promise. All right. All Thanks, right. guys. Thank you. Everybody keep playing. Thank you.